Welcome to the Tea with Tina, your favorite podcast where we talk all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and maybe a little bit of tea gets spilled. We chat all about this in a super casual environment. So grab your beverage of choice, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. On today's episode, we're going to chat about what if I don't want to work out for aesthetics, Tina? What if I want to work out to feel good? And some of you may even think that you want to work out for aesthetics because that's what you quote unquote should do. But deep down, you're like, I just, what if I just want to move my body to feel good? Because sometimes the pressure of aesthetics is just too much. And we feel like if we don't have like a shredded body and we're not seeing these insane results that like maybe we should just give up because we're doing something wrong or it's just not for us or our bodies are broken, right? But there are so many different body types out there. There There's so many different reasons that maybe we don't have a shredded body type you're talking to somebody who has polycystic ovarian syndrome and gets like crazy long weird period cycles has never had a regular period um goes weeks with insane bloating um despite living a healthy lifestyle so even someone like me this is where that topic is kind of stemmed from because i felt like i've had to shift my mindset away from unrealistic aesthetic goals for me and like before you come at me and just say like i'm not mentally tough enough or i'm not working hard enough you're also talking to somebody who has worked themselves into burnout and exhaustion multiple times because I've thought, you know, Tina, you're just not working hard enough. Maybe you just need to keep pushing, and I would, and then I would literally physically burn out to the point where I'd have to call off work. Um, everyday tasks were just too much, and um, they're learning more and more about PCOS, and they're saying that PCOS is definitely stress-triggered and stress-related, and the body is just under a lot of stress, whether it's, you know, produced by yourself, it's inflammation in your body, whatever, but let me remind you that working out is a stressor, um, so if your, like, stress level is 10 out of 10, and then you're adding working out on top of it, even though it's a quote-unquote good stress, your body doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know, oh, you're trying to be good, nice, they're just like, oh god, this is more terrible tearing in my muscles, more inflammation, and it's just, it's just putting you over the edge, right? So this, you know, I don't want to make this all about me. I want this to be, you know, about you, but I just wanted to kind of tell you where this topic stemmed from, um, you know, just thinking about it. But, you know, let's think about this. What if you do want to work out just to feel better? Um, I also want to say that I think, I've said this before on the podcast and just people in general, I think there are different personality types that produce different results with working out, right? You almost have like the, I don't mean this in a negative light, but for lack of better description, the arrogant um, people who maybe care about aesthetic and they like are obsessed about a certain look and they will do whatever it takes to get there. Um, they have that mindset. They have that internal drive. I don't think everybody's like that. If you maybe have the yogi who just bases things off of feel and is very like emotional driven and they use this as their meditation time, they you know, just want to feel their body, feel good, and breathe, and they could, like, give a crap less if, like, like, what their, you know, lat spread looks like. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, or their glute separation, what that looks like. So um, there's definitely different personality types. There's people who are more analytical and number-based, and they might have a different workout style than somebody who maybe just loves nature and wants to be outside. And all apart of Tina Weiland Fitness in general, what I try to preach to my clients, what I try to preach as a whole, is that you should work out in a way that feels good to you because as long as you're moving you're doing much better than the person sitting on the couch eating the bag of potato chips right like we want you to do better and you know do better than what you did yesterday be a better you and however that looks is great you know what I mean there's not a right or wrong and I feel like it can look that way especially if we look up to somebody that maybe does a certain style of working out and we want to be like them but maybe it doesn't mesh up with us right so just some things to think about um but getting back to working out to feel good I think everybody at the end of the day wants to look better I mean who doesn't we all have our bad body image days um we have our trouble spots that we don't like but I feel mentally it can be a lot easier for us to focus on feeling good and bettering our health over aesthetic for the long term at least um i think that sometimes it could be fun to be like hey i'm going to the beach so i gotta drop these extra five ten pounds and do a short term cut right like you know maybe 12 to 16 weeks by the way that's three to four months so my people out there if you're listening in real time it's february now is the time to work on your bikini bodies just saying <laughs> not two weeks before the beach with a crash diet and like smoothie smoothies and like running okay but just just saying um <laughs> But it's cool to have stuff like that, but I think for the in-between phases, it's good to focus more on exploring types of working out that you enjoy, um, you know, doing stuff that feels good, because it's going to keep you consistent, it's going to make you want to show up, and ultimately it's going to be better for you, right? And here's the thing too, looking aesthetic does not always equal good health. There was a time, um, probably five to ten years ago okay somewhere in that time frame around like 2014 to 2017 the the bikini competitors again I've talked about this as well bikini competitors was trendy like if you were a bikini competitor you were instantly like a fitness professional which is funny because that would be like somebody being like a baseball player and they're instantly a fitness professional that's not necessarily true they're just good at their craft they're not necessarily good at teaching it right and I saw so many girls and it's expensive to compete like you gotta buy in like a couple thousand dollars for your suit tanning nails posing hair makeup um all kinds of stuff the diet the coaching like it's a couple thousand dollars and you don't win money (laughs) even if you do win money on the higher levels it's still really not that much for like how much you're putting into it it's just an interesting sport but it was very trendy for a while um so all these girls were competing and they were like oh my god they would get these plans from um other coaches, bikini coaches and competitors, and they'd pretty much be like, I'm a coach now, and these people who were looking to look like them, because competitors' bodies are very impressive. They're very shredded, they're very sculpted, Um, you get pushed to the limits, but everyday people were looking at it and thinking, well, that's how I want to look every day, not realizing that they diet down for one day, and to be up on stage, to be critiqued by judges on very minuscule things, right? Sometimes the critique they get is, like, out of their control because they just don't have the body type to be, like, an aesthetic competitor. It's insane. Um, but all of this happens, and 
there was a couple years after where, you know, their bodies crashed. All these competitors, they were putting all the stress on their bodies, doing all these shows, trying to compete in the fitness industry, make the money, get their coaching business. And then there was this trend of, oh, well, I gained 20, 30 pounds. So now I'm body positive. But what really happened was I fell off my strict diet. I didn't reverse diet properly out of this in- intense, unsustainable diet and lifestyle. So I gained all this weight. My body's inflamed. Uh, my body's kind of fighting back and then it was all holistic mindful um you know body positivity and now some of those girls kind of stayed some of those girls dropped off the fitness realm completely because i followed a lot of these girls and you know they're people with 20 50 100 thousand followers right they're pretty well known in the fitness space um and some of them ended up you know correcting themselves and thriving you know which i think happens in the real world you either make it or you don't or you you, know, you find out it's not for you essentially and that was a trend and that kind of goes back to my point of looking aesthetic does not always equal good health there was a lot of posts that surfaced where they looked quote-unquote good like you know magazine photo shoot ready but they weren't healthy right they were starving they had no energy they were cold all the time ultimately they didn't feel good um you know skinny does not equal feeling good just as maybe having a little bit more weight on you doesn't mean that you're unhealthy either right so there's again there's a fine line it's very controversial but i do want you to know that just because you have a six pack and you're skinny does not mean you're healthy um you know these people could not have so great blood work they could have you know other issues going on they could not feel great and long term it's going to catch up to them right so just some things to think about and I stumbled upon this quote the other day. Um, Well, this isn't really the quote. It's just kind of like a summary of it. But sometimes we don't realize what it takes to get the body that we want or even the lifestyle that we want. And we rarely would be willing to do what it takes to get there, right? For instance, okay, this is a perfect example. Jenny Ortega. We love Jenny Ortega. She's beautiful. She has a beautiful body. She has everything going for her. She's like a celebrity now. She's in the spotlight. She makes it look so effortless. She's clearly very passionate about what she does. And we probably all loved her on Wednesday, right? I loved her on Wednesday. She like flawlessly did it. She killed the role. It was amazing. But I just read an article with her and literally I'm not kidding the work she put into this was insane and I think she's only 21 years old maybe she is insane I admire actors and the effort that they put into things I think it's so interesting to read the backstory of how things were put together because what you see on screen and the effort they put in is like two different things so Jenny was working god I think she said 12 to 14 hour days okay she would barely get any sleep maybe two hours of sleep a night if that So she was coming in early to get her makeup done for the shots. Um, She would act. They would do scenes. um, Traveling. They they did a lot of it in Romania. She also learned the cello. Like, she learned that and she learned fencing. So when she was done with her 12 to 14 hour shift of acting, she would come home immediately and start doing cello lessons. And the cello that she did was basically very difficult, even for somebody who was, like, into cello. And she basically had to make two the sound of two cellos come out of one um so a lot of the time of that her playing was really her and she like never knew how to do cello before same thing with fencing like can you imagine just like picking up something like that 
just for a show. And granted, I'm sure she's compensated very, very well. And, you know, the fame and whatever. But, like, realistically, we all like to say stereotypically, like, oh, I'd love to be famous. It's so glamorous. Their life is so easy. But really, like... Is it easy when you look at it? Like, some people, yeah, they get, like, that break and maybe they can sleaze their way in. But a lot of actors and actresses put in a lot of time and research into their craft. And a lot of the times they have to learn these weird skills, you know, for their roles. Or they gain weight or lose a lot of weight. And, like, it's just crazy. So, that just kind of takes me back to the... You know, you don't realize what it takes. Just like a competitor or a model, you don't realize what it takes. They make it look effortless, but really the lifestyle that they live is probably not what the average person desires. Like, really, that's why I love training lifestyle clients, um, because... You do want to be healthier and you want to look a little bit better and, you know, it kind of varies from person to person. There's people that I've trained for years and they don't really make a lot of physical gains as in maybe the scale doesn't change a lot, but they feel so much better and they can get up, you know, off the floor better now. They can like, you know, lift heavier weights. They can keep up with their kids. They don't get out of breath when they're going up the steps. Those changes I feel like are what more people desire, but they just don't realize that they want it kind of thing um so it's interesting it's it's really interesting with that so I, I want you to ask yourself that if you have a lofty fitness goal do you really do you just desire the outcome because if you don't desire and you're not willing to put in the work that it takes to get there it's really not worth thinking about that goal <laughs> just so you know just like what it takes to get abs okay there's like a few people out there that are genetically blessed um, people with fast metabolisms that have abs that don't work out. There's people that do not have, like, do not do anything with abs and have ab lines to some extent. It's just sometimes genetics and dumb luck. But if you're somebody, you know, and you want abs, you have to have a very good diet and train like crazy for the most part. So if that's what you want, be ready to put in the work, right? So anyways, <laughs> another important point of how feeling good is a lot better is the aesthetic that we think we desire versus what we actually want may be different um so so let me elaborate on this a little bit for example let's say you want to hit a certain weight but you take up a weightlifting class and realize that you put on a few pounds of muscle and you actually like the way your body looks at the higher weight like so maybe you're like oh well I remember when I was at 130 in my early 20s I just looked really good or you know college whatever and I just want to get back there again I want to get back to 130 so now we're lifting and you lost some weight but now you're like oh I'm like 137 140 and like I'm not that weight anymore like I was in college, but I really like the way my body's looking. Okay, so that's also another reason that I think it's important to not necessarily hit a certain number. Sometimes it's okay to have a goal in mind, like say you want to lose 20 pounds. It's like, okay, once we get to that 15 pound mark, like let's take a look at how things are going and evaluate and see like, do we like where we're at right now? Do we want to push for those extra couple pounds? Like, how are we feeling? Um, because very rarely can we just name a number and like that's boom, we're going to look, we're going to look the way we like at that number. We're going to feel amazing at that number. Like, no, our body's different. Um, and it varies over time based off what we're doing. So there's a lot of factors. 
And another thing is, we can get too caught up in the numbers. It really becomes addicting to see the scale go down. And when you see the scale do go down, you definitely get that dopamine hit. Um, or when you're shrinking, you feel your clothes, and you feel tiny today, and you just feel smaller, and somebody says something like, oh my god, you're, you're looking smaller, this is great. Um, we keep doing whatever it takes to shrink. Even if it's not healthy, right? I'm sure many of you can relate to this. More cardio, less food. Um, but if we really shift that mindset focus onto nourishing our bodies and honoring when it needs rest, feeding yourself healthy foods, doing gentle movement that you enjoy, it kind of takes that pressure off a bit and makes it easier to take a shift away from the aesthetics. Because long term, you coming in and doing like these crazy cardio sweat sessions, um, sometimes they're good and sometimes they can be very therapeutic, but long term, you're going to burn out and you're going to get run down and really your body's not going to look the way that you want it to look. It's going to get puffy and inflamed and it's not going to look nice and shredded because it's not recovering properly. Um, you're going to kind of look skinny fat. <laughs> so it's better to, it's cool to like add in time periods where you go a little bit harder, just like I talk about the dial method. It's cool to turn it up for a little bit and then draw it back and kind of have like a happy medium spot that you live in, you know, 70 to 80% of the time. 10% of the time you're going to be dead in bed, sick or tired or just eating Ben and Jerry's watching your favorite Netflix show. And the other 10% of the time you might be running marathons, like killing it, right? So, but that's 70 to 80% of the time you're going to be, you know, just average. <laughs> okay. Um... With that being said, unfortunately, aesthetics is very prominent still in society due to things like marketing and just previously ingrained beliefs, right? I mean, we're doing a pretty good job at trying to be more inclusive and body positive, although I will say that sometimes it feels very forced, which we need to get better at just naturally ingraining it into whatever we are promoting um, or doing. But just like it's there, right? Like Pamela Anderson, for instance. I love Pamela Anderson. I just watched her documentary. She's amazing. But like blonde bombshell, okay? Like just a stereotype. Big boobs, like naturally lean. I don't know if she has a workout regimen. But like, okay, we look at that as good, right? That's good. That's the ideal body. Like even though we still try to say everybody's great, like, there's definitely still that natural reaction to favor certain body types or, you know, look at the airbrush model or the Kardashians. The Kardashians are terrible with this, too. Um, it's funny that the Kardashians are still, like, like they don't mention anything about body positivity or inclusivity. Um, freaking Kim K with her, she's going, she got her boobs out now. I think she got a butt reduction. She looks a lot skinnier. I heard that she's taking the, um that new medicine for weight loss um it's crazy it's really crazy so like things like that are kind of indirectly pressuring people because you see her and you see her being successful and you think she's beautiful and you're and indirectly you're thinking i gotta do what she has to do to to be worthy right um so there's always those messages being thrown at us i feel like now, another thing I wanted to talk about, because I have bullet points here, by the way, in case you were wondering, just so I have my talking points, but um, 
kind of going back to me with PCOS, some of you listening might have some sort of autoimmune disorder because PCOS is considered an autoimmune disorder. Maybe you have a thyroid issue, Hashimoto's, um, a gut issue. Maybe you have something that's not even diagnosed or maybe you're just under a ton of stress, right? Because who isn't? Um, or, or you take, you know, anxiety meds, depression meds, which there's nothing wrong with that, but you're going to maybe potentially have some side effects fighting against you, depending on what medication you have and who you are, even somebody on birth control. Um, going back to the idea that working out is stress on the body and people with autoimmune disorders, people adjusting to new medication, or maybe just going through something, this addition of stress can do more harm than good to your body. So sometimes you might need to scale it back. And this is really hard for me as a trainer because I feel like I need to be like killing it, which I do enjoy doing it. But as of late with, I mean, if you've kept up to date with my podcast with dealing with random kind of pelvic injuries and hormonal issues in general and imbalances, it's just, it's stressful. It's mentally draining while you're trying to run a business, while you're trying to do in-person coaching as well. And you're in a recession and you want to save up for our house and it's tax time there's just so many things um sometimes it's cool to dial it back like I'm probably going to be taking a lot more hot girl walks gonna do some yoga some stretching some body weight movement ease into lifting in a way that's enjoyable for me and not necessarily what society standards have for me um and your body's ultimately gonna thank you and for me I lost like four pounds and no a lot of it wasn't muscle A lot of it was inflammation and water retention because I actually rested my body for once and my body actually feels better Um, because I get plenty of movement from like cleaning, doing my chores, I'm up and around with clients, I'm demoing moves, I do walk, I'm doing some light movement, so I'm definitely getting plenty of movement in, but it's amazing when you think like less is going to be bad, but less is like what my body wants (laughs) as of right now, at least in this season of life. So I want you to think and maybe honor your body in that instance. I will say though, but since my movement is less, I'm being more mindful of my eating um, and trying to be really intentional with my eating and, and watching my portion sizes and things like that since I know I'm not going to be moving as much and pretty much just not eating like an asshole. <laughs> so um, that plays a role too. But I also take great pride in this mindset with my clients. I honor my clients' bodies because I can't tell you how many instances I've heard when my clients have been like, oh, well, I was feeling this. I was complaining to my trainer. um, And I said, you know, this was giving me pain. And they told me to push through anyway. That kind of, I kind of hate that. Like the idea of pushing through because I told you earlier that I pushed through many times and it reached burnout. And I think you as a person deep down know like when you need to push um as in like maybe it's a mental thing or you're just like feeling a little bit extra lazy today and you're like come on you know get through this workout and you feel better but then there's a point where you truly feel exhausted or you're feeling sore you feel like you're on the verge of injuring something you need to sleep and you're trying to push and it's like you're pouring from an empty cup you can't do that and I really try to take that into account with my clients I run into it all the time. My clients might want to give up and they're like, I'm so stressed and I just want to give up. <laughs> uh, maybe this isn't for me. And I'm like, hey, listen, you you need to take a step back and we're not giving up entirely. We need to just kind of change the plan, right? So many things come up. So take that into account. Um, 
It's hard, but you have to honor your seasons. You're going to thank yourself in the long run because if you just keep trying, you're going to run yourself into the ground further and further and further to the point where you're going to like end up in the hospital or bedridden because you are just so exhausted and burned out and you don't want that. In a society that's so like work, 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 high pressure, high work ethic, mental toughness, like we just have so much stress in the world going on that we just need to chill out. <laughs> we need to chill out, vibe for a little bit. I get caught up in the, the rat race myself, but we need to balance that with relaxing and chilling out. And lastly, to wrap this up, I'm going to leave you with this. Work out for strength. Work out for your health. Work out to get the better blood work markers, to reach the healthier weight lower your blood pressure, maybe get out of the pre-diabetic stage, work out for confidence, work out for the endorphins, work out less intensely to heal your body, or maybe take the leap into trying something like CrossFit or powerlifting if that's what sets your soul on fire. Ultimately, at the end of the day, work out to feel good. And that's all I got for you today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This this really has hit home for me lately in this season of life, and I hope a lot of you can maybe relate, or if you know somebody who can relate to this, it would mean a lot to me if you shared this podcast episode with them. Just simply share it. Um, also, if you're here, feel free to leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Um, you know, I can definitely give you a little freebie if you screenshot your review and send it to me. But all right, guys, that is all for today. I will see you in next the next episode. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and we'll chat soon. Bye.